You're listening to Third Eye Talks, a podcast for the spiritual junkie, with your host, certified life and spiritual coach, Naz Rose. Hello, beautiful listeners, and welcome back to Third Eye Talks. Today is going to be an incredible day. We have a wonderful, wonderful guest joining us who's going to talk to us about a topic that I often get asked when we're covering about uh, intuition or when we're talking about following our intuition. So please join me in welcoming Ebony Allard, who's a mystic artist and self-actualization facilitator. Hi, Ebony. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to have you here. I'm so excited to dig into this topic with you because I do get asked this a lot. Um, There's a lot being said and done and taught about intuition. Um, And so I I am excited to dig into the conversation. But before we start, I really want to know how you uh how you got to where you are today how you are uh, a mystic and what exactly is a not how you are a mystic obviously we know how you're a mystic, but how did you become a self-actualization facilitator and what exactly does that mean okay so I have always been completely unemployable because I, uh, in human design, I'm a manifesting generator, right? And I am a, there are different types of money gents and I'm a manifesting generator, which means I have this urge and I like to talk. And also I like to iterate and make things better. And when you're like 14, and I was 14 when I got my first job, when you're like 14 and you walk into a, a place and you're like, so this could be better. We could do it like this and like this. It's not loved right? Like people do not love the kid who knows everything Mm -hmm. and is like green, whatever. So completely unemployable because, and also I never got trading time for money because I'm like, I can do this faster, but then you'll pay me less. So I just don't understand. And ultimately the age and the time that I was born into, the jobs that, and the work in the world that I was meant to do hadn't been invented yet. So I was born in 1980, I'm now 43, and it has taken a really long time for the world to be ready for me. And that has looked like being a misfit and becoming a maven, which is the name of my book. And so over the years, I was mostly trying to fit in, trying to learn how to be in this world that I wasn't made for. And that has looked like being an artist. That's looked like being working in TV, working in film, and then moving into the kind of coaching or personal development world. My parents were both kind of in that world, although in a very different world and a very different time, not online, not in that thing, but they were both like into meditation, into yoga. I lived on a vegan commune when I was tiny, like they were so ahead of their time, right? And so I had all of this as a background and was still like really, and and also like when I was younger, mysticism, spirituality, all of this stuff was not cool right? Like now it's high mainstream, but then it was not. You did not talk about it. People thought you were weird. And so there's a lot of us at my age who have this kind of shadow thing where we're like, 
it's so easy for you guys. Like it really wasn't. And some of us aren't letting go or haven't let go of that feeling of like, it was hard, right? Rather yeah. than being like, and now it's the time. Yeah. So, so that's a little bit of my history. I trained as a coach um, and I have won many awards for being a master coach. And because of the way the online world is particularly, I really like to distinguish between being a coach, being a mentor, um, being a guide, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. And for me, it's a real mixture of all of those things that allow you to self-actualize, to uh, really beyond like financial or like getting your immediate needs met, that survival thing. Beyond that, we have our full potential. Mm. reaching that full potential on the physical, intellectual, and emotional, and spiritual planes is self-actualizing. And it's what we came here for, right? Like the spiritual beings having a physical and emotional experience. And I see far too many spiritual people forgetting that the point of being here is to have a physical and emotional experience. <laughs> right? Like so ready, so ready to ascend. It's like, yeah. but you are that, you're from that. Actually, the, the hard bit is living here and, and doing this human thing. So um, well, I have found being human really hard. <laughs> you <laughs> <are> <laughs> to help other people enjoy it more. And mm. what some of the ways that I enjoy it more are to take it less seriously, to have fun. And to have really lent into human design in particular has wow. really me to understand that we are all designed differently and, and human design for those who don't know is a is a synthesis of quite a few five different modalities but really is the science of differentiation mm -hmm. and allows us to understand how we were designed to be and experience the world and with that we get to be really different and lean into like you touched on intuition which is going to be different for all of us and mm -hmm. so that's a little bit of the journey, I suppose, to hear. I love that. I love that. I think we share uh, we share a lot of commonalities in terms of, you know, I'm an I'm an 81 baby, so I get it. I was raised with a very um, spiritual family when it was un uncommon. My mother taught me how to read natal charts as a child, and so you know, you go to school and everyone's talking about like. Saved by the Bell and, you know, all of these pop culture things. And then you go home and your mom is like, you know, the afterlife and astrology and, you know, all this thing. We didn't even have a TV for years, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, whole other thing. So I totally get it. And I'm a manjun too, although I'm not sure which one, because um, you said there's different. We have had someone on the show who came and spoke to us about like the basics of the HD types, but I didn't know there were different, you know, types beyond like if you're a Manny Jen that there are different uh kinds that you can be so that's really interesting I'd love to dig into that uh later but I and I also love that you um that you mentioned how self-actualizing is really getting beyond this uh idea of like transcendence and spirituality and just being so in those upper chakras and that it's really about being kind of in both right so I love that and that you're teaching people how to do that because I think that's so important I need you I need you in my life <laughs> so okay when it comes to intuition how would you guide someone who 
has come to you and says, hey, I'm really trying to tune into my intuition, but how exactly do I know what's real, what's not, what are the answers that are really coming from my spirit and from, you know, from me or my ego? How do you, how do you make that distinction between the two? So that first piece is really one of my favorite places to go, right? Like, so on that first level, it's how do I know if it's soul or ego, right? Your ego's job is to protect you. You're, you were given an ego, like also one of the things that I see a lot is the ego being uh, given a hard time, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. the enemy. like your ego is not your enemy. Mm-hmm. Ego was given to you to keep you safe. And from that place, it is an eternal um, pessimist, right? Like, it thinks you're going to die. Yes, yeah, all the time. All the time. <laughs> so anything that you hear from inside of your body that is like don't do that (laughs) or is unkind in any way Mm -hmm. it's only unkind because it's defensive and it's defensive because it lives in a place of fear because it is attuned to all the millions of ways that you could die right Mm -hmm. and its job is to keep you alive And the best way it knows how to keep you alive is to repeat things that you've already survived. Now, it doesn't care whether they were fun or not. Like, it it just doesn't. It's like, she survived that. We're going to repeat it. And so often it gives you hints or nudges to do something that you have done before because it knows you can survive it. Uh And also it wants to keep, it's like, it's not even that it wants to keep you small. It just wants to keep you alive. Uh Your soul talks to you like the most kind, wise mother. It is only ever going to offer kindness to you, only ever going to offer sweet words to you. It might encourage you. It might push you a little further. It knows what you're capable of. It sees no limits for you. So anytime the language is kind or encouraging or like pushing you beyond what you've ever done before it's probably your soul and anytime it is like ah we must survive it's probably your ego i i love that distinction tell me how do we for example this the kindness i think in the human experience a lot of times the ego really is so much louder and pushier, right, than the kindness of our soul and our spirit. So how do we begin to make that shift so that we can start to tune in more into the kindness and allow that to be a louder voice instead of that pushy safety fear Mm -hmm. that the ego kind of does, right? Like a loud person, it it takes over the room, right? How do you... Yeah, there are so many, like, so there are NLP techniques, you can like change the voice, you can minimize it, like there's all sorts of things like that. And for me, working in the mind in that way is not nearly as powerful as dropping into the body, right? Like like you said, like coming lower, those chakras lower, because actually when we are doing mindset work, we are working with these top chakras. Uh-huh. And it's much quicker to diffuse up here. And when we drop further down into the into the root, into the sacral, into the cytoplexus, right? Like into the body proper, 
just in the same way as when you work out, you can do all the workouts up here, right, physically, mm -hmm. and they'll make some difference. But if you really want to burn calories, if you really want to do the work, if you really want to get strong, you know it's down in those like thighs and in those squats, right? Like it's it's that deeper, heavier work, like further down in the body. And so that kind of work is often reparenting. And oh. so the moving from this place where whatever has happened to you and whatever childhood you had and whatever situation and whatever um yeah whatever your experience up until this point is not your fault but it is your responsibility because once you become an adult it's on you and you can choose to be someone who is like but it's not fair and my mom was this and my dad was that and I didn't have a mom I didn't have whatever it is right 100% and I feel you and I hear you and once you're an adult it is on you if you want to change if you want to move forward if you want to experience this self-actualization that we're talking about you get to reparent yourself and what that means is becoming your own best mom and your own best dad your own ideal mom your own ideal dad and the more that you do that and the more that you hold your inner child the more you hold your little one if you hold the worried one the scared one you know all of that and be there for that, you practice increasing that voice within yourself and become more attuned and accustomed to, to, to saying those things, to, like, for, to, to that, for that to be the quickest and easiest thought. Now, if we think about our brains, our head brains, so I say head brains because I'm a multiple brain integration technique practitioner, master coach, and I work with your head brain, heart brain, gut brain, autonomic nervous system, and pelvic brain, right? So we've got multiple intelligences here. Uh -huh. Our head brain, all our head brain does is make meaning, perceive, and understand. It's a very important job, but it's the top of the tree, right? Like everything else is coming up from underneath it. Uh -huh. So our head brains are like a jungle. And there are thoughts that you've thought a million times that are like uh, a path through that jungle. And so it's the easiest way to get where we're going, right? That path has been macheted, it's been walked along, it's really clear. And when we're changing our thoughts, when we're choosing a different path, a different synapse in our brain, a kind of thought perhaps, what we're doing is we are getting our machete out and we're carving a new path in that jungle. And then two things happen. The more we tread that new path and the less we go through the other one, the other one becomes overgrown and this becomes the quickest way, the quickest door for our brain to go to. But that takes a little bit of time. It's said it takes a month and a half. And so if you can really be disciplined and devoted with yourself and sit with your thoughts and choose your thoughts, then you're going to end up being kinder to yourself by default. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is the this is the neuroplasticity of the brain, right? Which we didn't know existed not too long ago. We didn't know. We really thought you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And now we know like your brain can learn new tricks at any age, right? You can teach it. And that I think that's why in our field of like coaching and and self-development, we really kind of repeat the affirmation stuff, right? Like affirm it, affirm it, affirm it, because as you say the words and you kind of follow that path, like you said, it becomes clear and the path that you were traveling before that pathway kind of 
closes up. So I love that you brought that up because yes, the brain so complex, but we can we can teach it, right? We can consistently be in control of it. So I love that. Now, you ha- you said before that you believe that when you're following your intuition, your spirit, it really speaks to you with that kindness and that, you know, with just with kindness. When it's your ego, it's really speaking to you from a place of fear. Do you think that, in your opinion, do you believe that your intuition ever tells you fear? Does it ever show up as fear? Does it ever say, hey, you shouldn't do this? Do you think that it ever speaks to you in that language? I don't know whether it speaks to you in that language. And this is where um, dropping into the body becomes really interesting because intuition is complex. Intuition, if we think about it, it is uh, a voice from the inside, right? Like that's all intuition really means, right? And so there are multiple intuitions. Mm-hmm. And I would say that if you know your human design, like having having worked with this for a long time, there are two two avenues that I go down. And one is the multiple brain. So your head brain is responsible for um, meaning, perceiving, and understanding. And your heart brain is responsible for valuing, emoting, um, and feeling. And your gut brain is responsible for safety, mobility, and identity. In answer to your question, like the you shouldn't do that or don't move forward, right? It is your gut brain that will give you a a feeling or sensation that it's not safe to move or that is not part of your identity. And we really get to go in further into that gut brain and discern, right? Like, is it, because ultimately our, our gut brain is our oldest brain, it's a filter. And it, and it filters for me, not for me. And whether that comes from a place of identity or whether it's from safety is complex sometimes because we can evolve into someone who does do things like that. And then the whole system is related. So we can drop down into into that piece of like, maybe it's your gut brain talking to you. And then on a, like, so your gut brain on a physiological level is actually everything from just inside your mouth all the way to your anus. And that's quite a lot of body, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I then start looking at human design and we look at authority. That could be your um, spleen. That could be your sacral, but actually that would be a pelvic brain. So it gets really more complicated, like, oh, mm-hmm. how is it speaking to you? Now, our spleen, for instance, is instinctive and it gives a flurry, a quick, you know, when you get that like, knew I shouldn't have done that but it's only it's so quick Mm -hmm. um people would say intuition right like or gut instinct or whatever it is but it's such a quick thing from the spleen and that is fear it's your it's your spleen it's your in your adrenals often it's like it's not a good idea but it's also it only knows in the now and it Mm. has information right now so it can't say don't do this in the future right that's like don't do this in the future that might be your gut but that gut could be a link to it's not safe but also it's not part of my identity so then we get to rework okay well who are you becoming Mm -hmm. 
And can you see how it then starts to be like a whole body thing of like, well, my head's got this idea of who I was like five years ago or like when I was a kid. And so it's a, I think intuition is more complex and there are deeper layers. And at that very top layer, is it kind or is it unkind? Hmm. Interesting. I love that. I love that. I've never, I've never thought of that or heard of the multi, the multitude of things that really make up intuition. I think that in, we always think intuition is just our gut speaking to us, but like you said, that could be different for you depending. I mean, it's there for all of us, but also the authority and the thing that really could lead it is different for each of us. So, yeah. Love- so- the last bit I want to say on that, right? I'm an emotional authority and 50% of the population are emotional authority. Mm-hmm. And feelings are not facts. <laughs> I don't believe you. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and so like learning to ride an emotional wave, learning not to listen to the intuition that tells me something when I'm in a high or a low mm-hmm. has been really really important to me and so this is one of the reasons why I'm like yeah yeah intuition can be because you can also be you said um most of us think of as intuition as our gut right but a lot of people think it's their heart right a lot of people say when they when you ask them about intuition they're like oh my it's my heart the heart leads and so if the heart is not in it then it won't happen and so again there are these hierarchies within us of what which voice is talking to us but those of us who have an emotional wave, when we are in a high, we get so excited, particularly many gents, right? We're yeah. so excited. We're like, yes, time to go. Let's do it. <laughs> and then like two days later, we're like, yeah, no. Yeah. And yeah. for many gents, there's two parts. One, we have to take some action. We have to taste it. We have to step into it in order to go, no. Uh-huh. And that is part of our uh, authority. It's part of the way that we move. But that's true whether you're sacral or emotional. And then for anyone emotional, you've got to to sleep on it. You've got to have 24 hours to see whether you still feel the same. Because I also do it the other way where I'm like, meh, everything's meh. I'm not going to, it's not good for me. But that again, like distinguishing, is that my gut? Or is that emotional wave? Because actually I'm overpeopled or I'm tired or I'm just having a day or whatever it is. So yeah, I think it is important to understand that your emotions are not your intuition. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. And I agree with you. Listen, uh, uh, what's my new favorite phrase for the last few years has been, let me sit with that. (laughs) Let me sit with this. Because like, like you said, I get really excited about something and I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. I'm so excited. And then two days later, I'm like, I didn't really want to do that. I was just happy that day, you know? So let me sit with it is a very good phrase. But I I love the distinction, you know, your your feelings or your emotions are not your intuition necessarily. It works really differently. Love I that. Had, I had a um like a mentor when I was in working in the film industry. Mm-hmm. And she used to say, I don't know how I feel about that. And it was revelationary to me to hear someone say that because I was like, no, you only make it in this world if you know, right? Like if you're sure and confident and you have to have a yes or a no straight away. And so I started to copy it. Like I'd I'd use this thing of like, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. I'll let you know. And it was such a like groundbreaking thing for me. Yeah, it's so freeing, right? 
I don't have to I don't have to decide right now how I feel about this. I have time. And I think that's that's one of the ways that you grow intuitively is understanding that you have time, right? You have time to think, you have time to decide. And it's, you know, it's just a byproduct of the world that we were born into that we think like things I have to decide on this and I have to know. I have to know right away what I'm doing, how I'm feeling. You don't, right? You have time. You can relax. And it will be completely different from one person to the next. Yeah. Different. You are a sacral, like if you're a sacral response um, manifester, like, you know, whatever it is, like if you are in that flow and you just know, like, go, sure. No, no, no one's stopping you and no one's saying you can't know in the now. Mm-hmm. You say as a society, we're really encouraged to know in the now and we don't always. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think that adds just so much peace and ease and space for the real intuition to kick in. So I'm so glad that you said that. So Ebony, yes, you've been wonderful. And I want to know where my listeners can find you, where can we see you and what you have going on that we can support you with. Thank you. I am always on Instagram at Ebony Alchemy. And Ebony is with an IE. Everyone, if you try and spell it with a Y, you, I don't know where you'll end up these days. It used to correct you to me, but I, don't, I have no idea. I haven't checked for ages. So ebonyallard.com is where you will find all of my coaching stuff. I have an art site, which is ebonyalchemy.com, where there's prints that can be sent worldwide and they're great for your altars. Um, you can get a free human design chart. If you've listened to this and you're like, I want to know what my human design is, I have a chart and a report for you for free on my website. And I'll make sure that you have the links for that. And I'm just about, I think by the time this comes out, the Kickstarter will be live. I'm launching an Oracle deck, which are based on the human design gates, the gene keys, uh, or the hexagram of the I Ching. And so each one has an affirmation on it and also a little embodiment practice to to take you out of your head and into your body. Oh, you have amazing stuff going on. Listeners, take advantage, at least start with a human design um, chart. If you don't know what your human design uh, type is, start there and then dig deeper um, and get involved with whatever Ebony is doing. She's been wonderful. Ebony, do you have any last advice, words, words of wisdom, pearls of wisdom for the listeners before you go? Well, you know what? The only other thing, so I touched on reparenting and people be like, but how? Um, I have a podcast called Adulting with Ebony that is just going into its seventh season. Ah, congratulations. (laughs) And as a manager, it has changed so much over seven years, right? It's had different (laughs) types. But in there, there are tons on like what I mean by that and some real practical stuff and uh, yeah, demystifying like what it means to be an adult and like how do we take responsibility for ourselves without taking on too much responsibility for everyone else and all all the things that aren't really ours to take on. I love that. I love that. I will go follow it and take a listen. Everybody, Adulting is the name of the podcast, right? Adulting. Adulting Um, with Ebony. Yeah. Adulting with Ebony. Go listen to that. And to my incredible listeners, thank you for tuning in. Ebony, thank you for joining us and giving us your incredible knowledge and information. Uh, I'll see you next time on Third Eye Talks, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Third Eye Talks, a podcast for the spiritual junkie, brought to you by 
Believe It Life Coaching. Follow us on Instagram at Believe It Coach or visit our website for more information. Believe it life coaching.com.